When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Everybody, it is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode 369. I am your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. That's an independent website, and it covers Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, all things soccer-related in the city beautiful. As you all know, you've been listening to this show for a while. Joining me, as always, from Tallahassee, Florida, David Rowe, my co-host, who you've also been listening to for quite some time. Yeah, we've been at this for a little while. Um, <laughs> it's always a little bit scary for me thinking about how long it's been and uh, the changes that have happened in my life, my personal life, work life. Like all of those things have, have changed. Uh, the one constant has been you in this podcast. Yes, I am inevitable, as, they, uh, <laughs> as the saying goes. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. It might be just as bad as Thanos. I don't know. Uh, it's- yeah, I was going to say, uh, one usually doesn't want to compare oneself to Thanos. No, no. My existence is uh, is very Thanos-like in some respects. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it seems I'm on the brink of victory, sometimes I am not. Um, anyway, Dave, no Orlando City games this weekend. So nope. we move on. We'll, uh, we'll have Orlando City in action Sunday night. At the Chicago Fire, a difficult place to play. We'll talk about that game. Uh, we'll have our key matchups and score predictions later in the show. Uh, definitely need Orlando City to jump back in with both feet and have a good result there because the last 11 games are upon us and 
there really aren't too many gimmies in this last 11. There are a lot of difficult uh, matchups still to come. And uh, some teams that are either you know, very good, very high above the playoff line or teams that historically Orlando City has struggled against. So there have been, or even some cases that they've struggled against only recently, but uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. In the meantime, Dave, Drunk OCB is back. Drunk OCB is best and only OCB. And if you're not watching them, what are you even doing with your life? Um, I want to say that Obviously, OCB isn't really drunk. <laughs> no, obviously not. These are youngsters. Some of them are not of legal drinking age. Uh, they just are the drunkest games when you watch them and you just have. You never can tell what twists and turns these games are going to take. It's you can't judge in the first five minutes how the game is going to end in the first 10 minutes in the first half hour in the first half. This thing, nope. you jump out to a three nil lead. That's not safe. You fall behind 3-0, you're not out of it. Nope. Anything can happen. Nope. Anything <laughs> and everything not only can, but almost certainly will happen. Yes. Uh, we were quite literally, so we're watching that match, and OCB is down, and I am I was so calm because I was like, meh, they'll probably come back. Yeah. And if they do, they might still lose it, but they'll come back, and they did. <laughs> yeah, I got mildly perturbed when it was 3-1, but... Um, just because of the way the team was defending, but that's the way they have always defended this year. It doesn't matter who they put out there. They have put out there Rodrigo Schlegel, um, you know, Thomas Williams, Abdi Salim. These are all first team players. Uh, mm-hmm. Nabi Kivanguchi is a former draft pick by the Colorado Rapids. So these guys theoretically should be able to play defense in front of the goalkeeper who has been very good the last couple of years. And yet this team still gives up multiple goals every game. It is insanity to watch this team it's insanity and it's frustrating and fun and exciting and i will run out of adjectives yes exactly so the catch-all is to just call it drunk ocb exactly and uh it's not it doesn't mean necessarily in any level of intoxication although your enjoyment of the game might be better if you have a little bit of intoxication in you not a lot just just a tad yeah so dave the team went to new york city actually queens to face new york city fc2 um i believe it was a turf field but not a baseball diamond so that's at least an improvement over going to play the first team i was gonna say it's still better than yankee stadium yeah so the uh the young lions went on their way to go and play up north and things got off to a good start with Shaq Muhammad breaking the early nil-nil deadlock with an early goal. And it brought back memories of early in the season when OCB was out there scoring in the first 10 minutes every game. Yes, exactly. You love to see it. Uh, you like to see a uh, guy who was drafted for the senior team actually scoring goals, um, which fortunately, as we'll get to, there were more of those later. But still nice to see Shaq get on the board. Very nice to see to see Shaq get on the board. And, uh, you know, somebody who had, has been really good at scoring goals with OCB over the last two years is Jack Lynn. And in this game, I kind of got to the point where I almost started being like, what is going on with Jack 
Lynn. The last couple games, he hasn't looked good. He hasn't scored. And in this game, he had some opportunities to put the ball in the net. Wasn't doing it. Wasn't getting onto some of those crosses that he normally gets onto. And it was getting a little frustrating. But I shouldn't, you shouldn't doubt Jack Lynn of OCB for very long. And uh, certainly that turned out to be the case a little later uh, in the uh, in the game. Now, meanwhile, with that one nil lead in the sixth minute, uh, Zachariah Taifi had the uh, assist on that. By the way, so congrats to young. Mr. Taifi, I know his uh, his mom follows us on the Twitters and uh, is very helpful in letting us know what's going on with the reserve side. And before that, the academy teams, when he was playing with the academy teams, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, but Orlando City decided to not play very good defense on a set piece. And that allowed in the 17th minute New York City to equalize Matt Myers, uh, who has snuck ahead in the golden boot race while Jacqueline has been. Uh, quiet the last couple of games, uh, was able to equalize the game in the 17th, but this was uh, just a matter of it. it. He may have been offside, and certainly the OCB players were calling for an offside, but there is no VAR in MLS Next Pro. So you have to defend and worry about the call later. You can't give up on the play. It looked like Medina may have just given up on play a little bit, left his man all alone to score on uh, poor Javier Otero and made it 1-1. Yeah, it is. It is unfortunate. And, and, um, like you say, Myers slipping ahead a little bit, uh, over Lynn, uh, we would love nothing better than for Jacqueline to, you know, win the golden boot for the season because, Hey, why not? But, uh, as quickly as OCB give, they take. Yeah. Uh, they, they give us something good and then they give us something bad. It's the equal opportunity. For them, Christian Medina, however, uh, was not done with uh, his his struggles uh, in this part of the game. As uh, just seconds after the restart, he gave the ball away in front of his box, and boom, it's two to one, and you've gone from up one nothing to down two one in a matter of seconds. Uh, this was he was put under pressure immediately. Probably shouldn't have gotten the ball where he did, but at the same time, when you pass the ball. You have to make sure it goes somewhere beyond the defender in front of you, and he wasn't able to do that. I always think that safety comes first, and if you're in front of your box and you're outgunned, just lump the thing up the field and get organized. Yes, that would be the thing to do if you were playing to win, but they're playing to develop, and they want to work out of the back, and so that's why these things happen, and it stinks from for us you know, wanting to see a win, but I... I I always have to remind myself, okay, that's why they're doing it. Yes, it, they're doing it poorly, but that's why they're learning, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, I would I like re- to learn to lump the ball <laughs> down the damn field and not give up a goal. All right. Well, okay. Fair, fair. Develop I, I, that I, skill, buddy. <laughs> I get you. Uh, I, think, I think one of the reasons why we, we call it drink OCB is if, uh, if you had to take a shot every time somebody did something utterly... Uh, moronic or utterly amazing um on either side of the pitch you would be drunk by the end of the first half for certain and probably before the half hour mark uh, most games it's <laughs> yeah. it's it is an interesting it, it is interesting watching mls next pro for a couple of reasons one some of these players are in their early to mid 20s and others are in their you know late teens so there's a disparity there and there's also not only a disparity in 
um, experience, and, but there's also a disparity in talent. There's a, a disparity in um, maturity, physical maturity. So there are a lot of things where you go, well, that shouldn't have happened. That's not a thing that you yeah. should ever do, but it happens because of, because of a, the disparity and b the youth of some of these players in relative and relative inexperience. And it's, it can be maddening um, to watch, but it can also be a lot of fun. And in the end, this game was a lot of fun. Oh, so much fun. Um, I mean, I'm watching it on the, on the laptop just because of what was going on at my house that night um, with the sound off still incredibly entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I kind of almost always have to watch OCB with the sound off because MLS next pro announcers leave more to be desired than the teams. Most of the time they are not that familiar always with the pronunciations of the players names or even the pronunciation of the town where they play like Kissimmee. Right. Or sometimes what's going on in on the pitch and or why something happened. Yeah, they don't seem to pay attention to cues like uh, they will think, oh, there must have been a foul called. No, if you watch the AR on the far side, he raised his flag and that indicates offside. <laughs> you know? um, sometimes this is just that simple. And, uh, you know, they'll call a corner kick when it clearly the referee is pointing to, a, you know, for a goal kick or vice versa. And yeah, a lot of those announcers are also learning their trade as they go too. So I should give them more of a break than I do, but I have high standards. And so a lot of times I just mute the TV and watch uh, with some music playing. It's, I think what the fresh was frustrating for me, and it's not just at the ML pro level. It's also with NWSL and sometimes even MLS is, uh, sitting there going, I know more than you do, and you're getting paid more money than I do. Yeah. And that's frustrating. Yeah. I don't, don't ever want to hear the word Juninho again. That is not <laughs> how you say Juninho's name. No, it's not. Speaking of Juninho, and I did, uh, text Rob Hildreth at the club for an update. Uh, he's not been in the lineup the last couple of games and we don't have an explanation. It wasn't, there was, there's no availability report in the MLS next pro lineup, uh, uh, game notes. So I texted Rob to see if he had an update on Juninho. He did not. So, I mean, I can only assume it's some kind of a knock that's keeping him out, but it's, yeah, it's certainly affected the calmness the team has and their ability to break lines. Cause Juninho can, can dribble past defenders and fake defenders out in ways that some of the other players on his team just don't have that ability. So uh, we yeah. would like to see him back on the pitch for this stretch run. But as we move forward in this game, OCB down to one that they had some opportunities before halftime to tie it up. And I mentioned some of those Jack Lynn opportunities with crosses in that typically he would get onto the end of them, wasn't able to. And, uh, and just really New York city, their press was really giving OCB problems in the latter stages of the first half. They were having trouble breaking out of their own end. And, you know, the, this team doesn't always pass very well. Sometimes they like to pass where there are no teammates, which is maddening, but that's again, <laughs> part of it. Sometimes they are passing where the player was. So it just skips out for a throw in for the other team. Uh, and it happens. So they, they go into the locker room down to one and uh, they come out of the locker room and you're hoping for a, a good response. And they did play a much better second half, but uh, that is not 
uh, any reason for them not to fall behind another goal, which is exactly what happened. And, um, you know, this was again, Myers, uh, increasing his, uh, golden boot race lead scoring in the 55th minute and making it three to one. Yeah. Disappointing. Cause you're sitting there going, you know, Jacqueline had all these, uh, chances that he, he didn't take advantage of to try and, you know, catch up to Myers. And then, you know, Myers puts a second one on the board and it's like, come on, man. And come on defense, <laughs> but not to worry. Because no. Jack Lynn was about to break out of his slump in a big way. At 3-1, it was, uh, it was only 3-1 for seven minutes as Shaq Muhammad centered the ball to Jack Lynn, who barely got a touch on it, and it just kind of trickled inside the post and in to make it 3-2 in the 62nd minute. And you're like, all right, this is all right. <laughs> right, because knowing that it's going to be drunk OCB, even 3-1, like I said, I was calm. And mm-hmm. then that second one came and I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that was the telltale sign because if it, it was a normal game and some OCB games have, have been normal, especially uh, a few games ago, there was a run of two or three that weren't really necessarily as drunk as we'd like to see them. Um, then New York City would have gotten the next goal and it would have been an easy win in a normal standard game where you have a two goal lead and you just see it out, maybe attack on another one to put it away. But no, once Jack Lynn scored, you knew this has the potential to be one of those really drunk games. And that's how it turned out. It did indeed, because here we go again. Uh, <laughs> guess who? Yeah, so it was, a, it was OCB kind of turned around the momentum, was able to get some opportunities, but wasn't able to get that equalizer until late. I mean, they, were, they left it late, the 80th minute. Uh, Fabian Loyola, who had come on uh, as a substitute, he's been kind of a super sub for OCB this year. He was able to feed the ball into Jack Lynn, who stayed on side, streaked in, and tied the game in the 80th minute with a shot inside the right post. And now Jack Lynn has erased those two extra goals he was behind Myers and uh, has pulled back to where he was before the, ga- uh, the game started. And just imagine if he had connected on some of those other ones in the first half. Alas, was not to be, but still, um, Jack goes on streaks. Uh, so getting two in this match, not a bad thing. No, not bad. Cause he might go on a streak and get like one, the next game two the game after that and one, the game after that, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he is, uh, like a lot of strikers, he can get into a groove. Uh, but then, uh, so the game's not over. OCB has got all the momentum and in the 87th minute, 3-3 game becomes a 4-3 OCB lead. Franco Perez, who I've I've been hard on this year. He's he's uh he's had some adventures in the final third, but in this case, he did well to get down inside the box and cut a pass back to Shaq Muhammad at about the penalty spot. Shaq Muhammad made no mistake and scored and made it 4-3 OCB. Shaq having a brace to go with his assist on the first Jack Lynn goal. Yeah. A little, uh, uh, Jack Lynn, Shaq Muhammad, uh, sandwich there, uh, with Shaq getting the ones on either end, uh, double brace. Anytime, anytime you can have both strikers get braces. That's a good game. I like it. Let's, uh, let's more of that, please. Let's throw Air Shankara out there with Duncan McGuire on Sunday and see if we can get that going. Yeah. Four goals would be good. Four might do it. It yes, it might. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so they just had to see out a couple minutes plus uh, I think it was six or seven minutes of stoppage time. And well, it was five. It was five minutes of stoppage time. Five, yes. But that's not how many were played. No, and you can't really gripe about it too much in this particular instance, even though it always seems like there's a lot of stoppage time when an Orlando team has a one goal lead. But in this case, uh, a player went up and over the advertising boards and needed to be treated. So it was an Orlando player that extended the game for for a little bit. But uh, New York City threw some numbers forward, uh, got some half chances, um, especially a difficult chance late with a a free kick that I thought the game should have been over by then. They got to take the free kick and and did miss it. Uh, And in that stoppage time as well, Shaq Muhammad should have had a hat trick. Uh, He took a pass in the in the box on the break, on the counterattack, it was a 2v1. And instead of just taking it with his right foot on the first uh, try, he he cut it back to elude a defender that I don't think could have blocked his shot anyway. And uh, the goalkeeper came off his line and, and made a save. So Shaq, oh, you got to develop that uh, that sixth sense in the box and uh, and get that hat trick and make us all happy that we we got to see a hat trick. Yeah, to, to boil down everything that you just said into just a really concise thing. It's four, three in stoppage time in second half stoppage time. And both teams had a chance to get another goal and neither did, including a last second free kick from literally just outside the box for New York city. Yeah. And you're like, and it, as drunk as you think it might be, you're like, Oh, well, here, here goes the equalizer. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, they missed, and then the whistle blows, and you're like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, we'll I take thought, a win. I thought because it was drunk OCB, I I thought that that free kick was going to be the tying goal, and we we're going to have a shootout. That's what that's what typically would have happened in a drunk OCB game, but luckily that was not the case. And honestly, it would have driven me crazy because Medina got called for the foul. And I didn't think he really did much wrong. It looked like the player ran into him. And mm-hmm. He was standing in front of his box. The player made contact, went down, got the call. And I was, you know, the New York City's asking for a penalty. It was clearly outside the box and the referee yes. was on top of it. So good, good going for him because as bad as MLS referees are, MLS next pro referees are sometimes next level bad, like absolutely horrendous sometimes. But I, I didn't think it was a foul necessarily on him. It just... Two guys occupying the same space, but one of them there was was there first, and um, yeah, it looked like the guy wanted to free kick and got it. Uh, so I'm not going to hold that against Medina. I thought Medina struggled in the first half, but I think he was better in the second half, and um, he's been a, a valuable player for Orlando City B, even though he has you know moments where you just like trying to make that pass to unlock and to break a line. But instead of doing that, he gives up a counterattack goal. Um, It does happen. And it's, there's really nowhere for a central midfielder to hide that shield for the back line to hide. If they make that mistake, Uh, same thing could happen to Cesar Araujo. Same thing Mm -hmm. could happen to Wilder Cartagena. Absolutely. And and unfortunately in this case uh, on that free kick ball, don't lie. And OCB gets out of there with a win. 4-3 victory, much needed because they do have some difficult games coming up down the stretch and uh, they don't win a lot on the road. So big, big three points for Orlando City B as they go into the final games of the season, looking to close it out. They are uh, currently two spots ahead of the uh, above the playoff line 
And um, there are a couple teams behind them with a game in hand. So they really need to stack up as many points as they can. They've still got games ahead against Crown Legacy. Uh, that's going to be difficult, even though it's at home. Uh, they got New England Revs, uh, too, on the road. They're high up in the table. And um, Columbus Crew, too, they're higher than them on the table. So they've still got several games left against good teams. If they can continue to get results at home, they should be able to finish out above the line. But it's not going to be a gimme. They're, if they get in the playoffs, they're really going to have to earn it these last few games. Yeah, they will. And, and <laughs> your guess is as good as mine as to whether or not that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, that would be just so OCB if they somehow tumbled out of the playoff race this late in the season. Right. I'll probably win the last match. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not going to be easy. If you look at the you look at this thing, their next game isn't till the 27th. So they got a couple of uh, about a, two weeks off and they're going to be watching other teams get those games in hand out of the way, which mm-hmm. is good at least. So they'll know what they have to do on the 27th. They host Columbus crew too. That's their next game. Then they will face crown legacy at home on the third. If they can get results in those two games, they're going to be in really good shape, but then they go to new England on the 10th of uh, September. They go to Chicago fire two on the 15th of September. And then they wrap everything up with a home game against uh, FC Cincinnati too. The good thing there is Cincinnati too is low in the table, not good on the road, and uh, Orlando City B should be able to win that game. But should is never a thing you should say with Orlando City B. No, it's not, and that that I think you're right. That Crown Legacy match is going to be a key uh, to how this season ends up. Even if they just get one point in that game, that would be huge because Crown Legacy has been oh, yeah. really outstanding. Uh, but if they can win the shootout or even win the game, and they were in that Crown Legacy game on the road, they were in that game, and then they just made a couple mistakes and got behind, and then they were chasing the game. So it's it's difficult when you get behind a team that's that's good defensively, especially when you're not. Yeah, you know, that, that definitely makes things more difficult. <laughs> so anyway, a drunk OCB for the week. Uh, entertaining and a a victory. So you got to love it. Yes, we do. You're required by law to love it. And I do because I'm law abiding citizen. So it's a, it's very, um, a poetic result for OCB drunk. Mm -hmm. OCB is back two for Shaq two for Jack. (laughs) That's fantastic. And I'm really upset that I didn't use that in lion links. (laughs) I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right. 
there's lots to get to. And the next thing we need to get to is Dave, speaking of OCB, they had a signing today as we record this on Monday the 14th as Orlando City has signed young Gustavo Caraballo is how I think his name is pronounced. It could be Caraballo, but I believe it's Caraballo. Anyway, 14 years old, Dave. Well, it kind of makes you question your life choices. Yeah, I, I this is see, I don't know the correct pronunciation because I don't spend a lot of time, uh, you know, I'm not interested in too many 14 year olds outside of the one who's my daughter. <laughs> just right. Make it, you know, it's, it's just weird. But yeah, the youngest professional signing in the club's history, a 14 year old Academy product. Uh, he is the youngest player to sign a pro contract with the Lions as he has signed a uh, a contract with MLS Next Pro uh, through 2025 with club options for 2026, 2027, and 2028. If uh, the name sounds familiar to you, you may remember that uh, he was a co-Golden Boot winner uh, in the uh, MLS Next um, Cup. Uh, I'm sorry, Generation Adidas Cup at the U15 level back in April. Uh, he mm-hmm. tied two others with four goals in the tournament. And um, the U15s, you may remember, made it to the semifinals. And uh, Cataballo was named to the best 11 by MLSsoccer.com in that tournament. Yeah, I mean, look, this is what we've been wanting for years is, you know, this this type of youth development this type of uh you know working their way up from the uh, academy to ocb to hopefully eventually the first team this is this is the thing that has been in the works for years and years and years and this is the 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 first of the the really young type of signing that hopefully there will be more of in the future yeah, clearly good uh, bloodlines, too, because his father was a Venezuelan international, Gustavo Sr. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is this is good. I mean, if the Academy's starting to turn out players that are getting signed at 14 years, 11 months old, mm-hmm. uh, anytime you, you're throwing months into it, you know they're young. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it, it, it's good to see that the Academy is continuing to develop young talent to the point where they can't even keep him off the field. They need to give him some runouts. I, I think he'll get some bench appearances with OCB. I don't know if he'll get any starts here down the stretch, but um, he's a player that we'll we'll be watching with interest because if you sign somebody that young, you they probably have a little more juice than most kids their age. No, one would hope so. I mean, yeah. you know, and uh, who knows? Uh, the uh, the youngster is eligible to um, play for either Venezuela or United States internationally. He has been at youth uh, U.S. youth national team camps before, so um, there's obviously something there. And and hopefully, you know, obviously we're U.S. fans, so hopefully it turns into something for uh, Orlando City and the U.S. national team. But we won't hold it against him if he goes to Venezuela. Yeah, and right now we just want him to develop into a good OCB player, and then later on into a good. Orlando City player. Yeah, we're not asking for much. Yeah, I mean, homegrowns are always a crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get, and um, because when you sign in guys that young, you know, you're you're assuming some things. You're assuming they're going to develop their game a little bit. Maybe they get a little bit more physically mature. Um, you know, you you don't expect them to stay 
four foot 11, but sometimes they do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things where uh, I guess you're actually looking at the, the parents and going, all right, how tall might this kid get? Yeah, exactly. You're trying to do your, uh, little genetics experiments in your head, but, uh, it's not always, not always, uh, working out that way. Recessive genes and whatnot can, uh, throw a little monkey wrench into things, but, uh, congrats to young, very young Gustavo Caraballo, uh, for signing with Orlando city B and we will look forward to him making his first appearance. Indeed. All right. Still more to come. We're going to, of course, get to our key matchups and score predictions for Orlando city at Chicago fire this Sunday. And we got our mailbag box still to come. We're going to get to those things right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back, Dave and... Uh... I don't know about you, but I think I'm ready to look inside the mailbag box for this week. Well, Michael, I love the mailbag box, so let's do it. All right. There's a couple of ways you can ask us anything that our mailbag box, that's what it is, is you asking us questions. And if you have a question for us, or I mean, if you could have a comment, we don't get a lot of comments, but we do get a lot of questions. Uh, It could be a question about literally anything. We will answer it. A couple of ways you can do it. Hit us up on Twitter. And that would be at the mainland. That's our Twitter handle. You can add us and use the hashtag AskTMLPC. You can also email us at the mainland at gmail.com. You can use the form on our mainland podcast page at mainland.com, uh, uh, the mainland.com. Sorry. Uh, you can uh, ask us that way. So there's a multiple ways you can ask us literally anything. All right. Literally. Literally. Here's how we do this. I'm going to start in the Gmail and then we'll move on to the Twitters. What do you say, Dave? Fine idea, sir. Okay. All right. Let's look and see what we got in the Gmail. Let's start with Jonathan Greenberg, who uh, not only asked us via email, but also in our WordPress uh, form on the uh, podcast site. Uh, He says, hi, I listened with great interest to your podcast episodes 366 and 367 on Inter-Miami. I watched the Inter-Miami versus Orlando City match and thought that the calls the referee made were entirely unbelievable. Given how much money MLS has riding on these matches, it's hard not to suspect foul play. I think these are all things we've said, right, Dave? Uh, Yes, tinfoil hats firmly on head. 
What? So his questions begin here. What further steps would you take in documenting corruption or foul play on the part of MLS, the referee, referee Yvonne Barton, or Inter Miami? That's the first question. Um, the steps have to be, it can't just be, you can't just look at Orlando city matches. You're going to have to look at every match that inter Miami plays, uh, looking for these things. Cause otherwise people are going to call, you know, sour grapes or, you know, bias and things like that. So it's got to be every match. Um, you have to make sure that you got the video evidence. And once you've done all that, it won't make a lick of difference because money speaks louder than fairness and nothing's going to change. Yeah. That's, that's really it right there in a nutshell. It's, it doesn't matter how much you document it unless you get somebody actually to say, yes, we're showing favoritism on the record. And it's gotta be somebody, you know, like connected, like it's gotta be Don Garber or the head of pro referees or somebody like that. If you can get them on the record saying, yeah, we're giving them special treatment, then that's something that can spark enough outrage around the league to maybe make, uh, put some pressure on the league to do something. But that's really it. Short of that, and which you're not likely to get. I mean, I guess it does happen in certain certain situations where criminals out themselves, but uh, you're not going to see that here. Uh, I would document it. And uh, I mean, I would, you can write right now, you can start with the video of the body block that Messi threw on Cesar Araujo. And you can say, okay, maybe not everybody sees that as a yellow card. It's a yellow card. Uh, but at least every human sees that as a foul. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like I say, pick out whatever you want. Put the explanation out there. Get all of Twitter and uh, everybody else in your you know community to agree with you. And then only then will nothing still happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says your allegations seem very credible, especially the accurately predicted score of the match, including a suspect penalty, which I believe that was me. That was uh, you. And he says, and I feel there must be further investigations to pursue. If more serious evidence emerged, this seems like it would be a huge story. Yes, it would. So I really think you should pursue it further. Well, we're we're hobbyists we're not investigative journalists but if we were if we had the time um you know all we could really do is to present something like um you know just a a series of stories that people could point to but again we would have to be breaking down every game not just orlando city games uh to uh to avoid the look of and even then, because we are an Orlando City blog, we wouldn't necessarily entirely escape the homerism nope. uh, accusations that we would get from Miami fans. Uh, not that we care about what Miami fans think, uh, but that's what we would get. Um, this sounds like a job for somebody at The Athletic who yeah. often does very, very good reporting, including mm-hmm. in-depth reporting and investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just write... OMG, Derek Jeter is here at the Inter-Miami game to see Messi. Yeah, sometimes they write that. Um, that's that's true. I was I was thinking more our <laughs> our friend Paul Tenorio, but you know, hey. I was I was almost I was being a little facetious, but that was a tweet from Paul Tenorio. Yeah. I know. And I love Paul. He's a great guy. And I don't know what he's, his yeah. I don't know if he's being 
directed by the athletic to become a little more TMZ ish when it comes to Messi, but it sure seems that way. Maybe we missed the sarcasm font in that one. That would be the best case is him (laughs) trolling everybody with that type of thing. I mean, it it would be funny if it was actually performance art by Paul Tenorio and he was just like acting like a TMZ guy just to, just to get, uh, his kicks or whatever, but, um, yeah. All right. Next, next time he's on, we have to ask him. Yeah. All right. So, um, he says, what are the next steps? Uh, I, I think the next steps are just to ignore it and let the circus go. And I mean, it is what it is. You're, you got too many, too many people have too much money invested at very high levels for this to be anything but a success. And if it's not a success, they're going to make it a success. And if it's only somewhat successful, they're going to do what they can to make it more successful. Look, most likely there's two years of this. Okay. Maybe two and a half. Um, my dad used to say, you can do anything for a year. Uh, and so if, if you can do it for a year and I can do it for a year, that's two years. And, um, that gets us close. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Jonathan. That was a very well thought out thing. And I'm sorry. I didn't, I don't always respond to the emails, but I did get your email as well as your uh, submission through our website. So thank you for that. And I, uh, I wish we had a, a better, more satisfying answer for that one. I do too. I mean, we'll, we'll continue to point it out when we see it. Yeah. Um, the hard part for me is that I just don't have the stomach to deal with the broadcasts that on, on the, on the inter Miami games anymore. So I don't really watch them. Like I know some of the folks in our, uh, on our staff watch the Dallas game, the next game. And I just couldn't do it. I, I can't continue to listen to people, uh, just lose their minds over this put their player head, because put, put their I, head where I, the sun doesn't shine. Yeah. I, I look at it like this. I, I mean, I don't, know for a fact that they didn't do that in France when he joined PSG, but I I suspect not based on the timeline that I've cultivated on Twitter. I haven't seen the same level of fervor when he went to France as uh, when he's been here. So if, if you want to see the most blatant indication of this, Turn on your Apple TV Plus. Oh my go God. Go to the MLS tab at the top and then scroll down and count how many mentions and pictures there are of Lionel Messi. All of them. All of all, the mentions. Of and I mean, they're they're calling him the goat right there. They're just uh there's there are sections devoted to this one guy. Yep. And um it makes a lot of sense when you realize that Apple TV Plus, they're trying to sell subscriptions and they are heavily leaning on this partnership with Messi. Of course they are. It's a business. Look, it's it's a it's the money Lebowski. Mhm. Yep. That's all it is. Exactly. All right, let's move on before I start throwing up. Uh David Victor is back in our uh, Gmail, Dave. Excellent. He says, "Hello Michael and Dave, do you guys watch Doctor Who?" I do. I also do. Okay. His second question if so, who is your favorite doctor? Oh, um, I, man, I, you know, I, I 
watched a bunch of old Doctor Who, like, you know, the the 60s and 70s ones. And then um, I picked it back up when it rebooted in 05 and watched it with my son and then rewatched it with my stepdaughter. So um, I've seen all those so many, many, many times. And I love I love all of the new, you know, doctors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say that it's probably David Tennant. And that's that's a if I was ranking them on the new ones, it would be Tennant and then Smith and then Capaldi. And but it's all very close. It's so very close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um yeah, go ahead. I, I think they're all good. Uh, especially everybody from Chris Ecclestone forward. Um, yep. I didn't hesitate for me. It was David Tennant. It's David Tennant can do the anger. He can do the comedy. Um, he can be very um, human. I mean, I, I loved every bit about him being the doctor. Yeah. And, and we get him back. Awesome. I know we got three, I think three specials at the, uh, the end of this year, starting the end of this year where we get to have, him not as the 10th doctor but as a new as the new doctor who just happens to look and be if well the doctor is always the doctor so it's still the same person but he's now in that face again and i i I don't want to do any spoilers even (laughs) based on what little bit i know but i am monumentally excited for this allons-y allons-y um if you ever want to see how good David Tennant is, watch his Doctor Who episodes and then follow that up with Jessica Jones. Oh, so good at Jessica Jones. He did an amazing Hamlet. Hmm. I haven't seen that. It's it's a kind of a it's not modernized, but he's not wearing like period pieces, mm-hmm. you know, period dress. But really, really good. Um, if you uh, good omens, where he plays Crawley. Oh yeah, he's really good in good um, omens. Which uh, didn't season two already start? Season two has already started. I've already finished it. And if you like the interplay between him and Michael Sheen, which is fantastic, they have a little um, web show called Stage that they did during COVID and, and have continued to do which is brilliant and hilarious. And I can't recommend it enough. If you happen to hear me go absolutely bonkers or hear some weird noises, I've got a tiny little annoying gnat that I cannot kill. And it's driving me insane right now. Yes. I've, I've, I've been watching Michael, uh, you know, dodge, duck, dodge, dive and duck, uh, and dodge. I'm about to rage. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm about to take a flamethrower to this entire house t- just to kill it. Uh, it's annoying. Any, anywho, the answer is David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant. Yes. Sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack you. I'm just, uh, I came close to hitting my microphone a couple times. Um, yeah. It's just uh, a little annoying, but it is what it is. We'll get, we'll soldier through it. We're professionals. Yeah. I mean, except for the getting paid thing. Right. Yeah. No. All right, that's all I have in the Gmail. Thank you, David Victor. Thank you, Jonathan Greenberg. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. Well, uh, fortunately, we also have some in the Twitters. Um, you know, you you mentioned that we don't often get comments. We did get one comment, and we got nice. it from uh, Colonel Tyler Clink, who apologized for using the wrong hashtag 
on last <laughs> last episode <laughs> where he did as scoperp and he meant stmlpc so apology really accepted do, apology accepted you are you are forever forgiven colonel clink we love you yeah um so that's that's an easy one we also have one from good friend of the pod and mainland staffer ryan smith all right who all right now for those who have listened for a while you'll remember that um ryan um listened to the podcast on his uh second date with his now wife Mm -hmm. well he's taking it a step further because now ryan says suggestions for the name of my firstborn child soccer related (laughs) preferred bonus points if they are u.s nationals or orlando legends all right forgive me because i'm i'm old and i lose things in my mind did ryan tell us it was a boy i don't remember man see you're old as me yeah (laughs) um all right first of all let me say this for the first two years of this child's life the player you're going to think of most is kaka (laughs) yes oh true um (laughs) All right. I'm going to give a real suggestion. I'm not, that's not my suggestion. I'm just saying that's what you're going to think of. Yes. That's what you say. But uh, what I'm going to say is this one, it doesn't matter if, because we can't remember boy or girl, Alex. Okay. That is a player. That is an ex pride player. That is a U.S. international. Yep. So checks two of the, uh, two of the box. And yeah, I I would say an Orlando legend and, you know, Uh, so that checks two of the boxes and doesn't matter what, uh, whether boy, or girl, other, they, them, whatever. Yeah. And it, like, if you want to go with the caca thing, you could, you could name the child Ricky. And then it just depends on how you spell it. If it's a boy or a girl. No, yeah, oh, good one there. Good um, one there. But I say no. Okay. To naming the child. Not to naming the child, but I say no to those names. I say this is what you're going to do, Ryan. Um, I know you said bonus points if it's an inter- U.S. international. How cool would it be to name your kid Wielder? Ooh, that is that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, how many Wielders do you know? I know one. Well, and I can't say I know Wielder, but yes. I know of Wielder. Yeah, because. I mean, but you got to be careful. If it's a girl, everybody's going to say Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> you could do uh, Adrian. Adrian. Adrian Adventer. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, would work once again, either way. Definitely not a U.S. international there either. Um, yeah. You could know, there, but there's a lot of ways you could go here. <laughs> it's considered by many to be an Orlando legend, though. Yes. Absolutely. So um, if it's a boy, you could go junior. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even then, then it could just be, you know, Ryan Jr. Mm-hmm. Ryan Smith Jr. But you could simply call him junior. Yeah. So there's you, that. You could get ready for the future. We just signed Gustavo Caraballo. How about Gustavo Smith? Ooh, I like that one. That one's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Already been invited to U.S. camps. That, that's true. Maybe not Orlando legend yet, but who knows? Right about the time that that would be happening, it could end up being a very popular name, and your child would already already be there. Yeah. Plus, plus, 
You could call the kid Gus. <laughs> uh, Gustavo Fring Smith. I like it. Yeah. Thank us I later. Like it. Yes. That's right. <laughs> oh, Anything else I, on the Twitters, Dave? No, I, was, I was about to say, I think we've done enough damage to uh, Ryan's future children. All um, right. So let's let's leave it at that. That's all we got in the Twitters for the mailbag box this week. All right. Thanks, everybody who sent in questions. Remember, you can get your questions in every week. Typically, we do two shows a week. Starting next week, we're going to go back to two week, two two shows during the week. Uh, but these two weeks in between Leagues Cup and regular season action, we decided to go down to one. And aren't you glad we did? I know I am. Uh, email us at themainland at gmail.com. Ask us anything. Hit us up on Twitter at the mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC or fill out the form on the Mainland Podcast page at themainland.com. All legitimate ways to ask us anything. And there are a lot of illegitimate ways as well. But we're not going to get into that. Yes. One of the other things we would love it if you do, you don't owe us anything. We certainly would do this even if you uh, don't do this for us. But if you would just take a few seconds out of your day and go leave us a five-star rating or whatever rating you think we deserve, uh, wherever you get your podcast and write us a review. And if you, it doesn't have to be long. You could throw a sentence in there and that would be fine. Um, if you do that on Apple podcasts, we'll find it and we will read it on the show and uh, you will get the joy of hearing your name uttered on our show <laughs> in, uh, in respect to your five-star rating and review. We didn't get any new ones this weekday, but that's okay. Still basking in the glow of the last one we had at the end of uh, July. Yes, basking is the correct word. But we can only bask for so long, folks. We need some new five-star ratings and reviews out there. And if, again, if it's on Apple Podcasts, that's where we can find them easily and read them. We can't. We don't. We don't have enough hours in the day to go to every single outlet where we would do that because that's how much we care about you. But uh, most of our traffic comes through Apple Podcasts, so that's why we picked that one. Hey. You all got any more of those uh, five-star ratings and reviews? Because I uh, need a little fix. Yeah, we need we need our fix. That's for sure. All right. Mailbag box has now been approved and completed. And check that off the list. And Dave, it is time for us to hit up our key matchups and score predictions for Orlando City's return to regular season action at the Chicago Fire this Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Dave, your key matchup, if you please. Uh yeah, so I went and looked back at uh, the last time they played the fire, and uh, which ended up being a 3-1 win. Um, Macundo Torres had a heck of a match, and he's been a little quiet. So that's going to be my key matchup, is Torres coming back from the break, getting back on the front foot, contributing to the offense, potentially scoring a goal for himself, and giving Orlando an early lead on the road. Okay, that's a good key matchup. But how about a score prediction? Ah, score prediction. Let's see. You know, the inner my I'm throwing out the inner Miami thing because of all the things we've talked about. So I'm not even going to look at that. Um, most of uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to uh, just before um, the the league's cup stuff and look at how they were doing in one three out of four. Um, scoring multiple goals in those. Uh, I feel that the break's going to be good. I'm going to go two one win on the road to get things going. Wow, that's pretty good. 
Uh, Chicago is five, one and six at home this year. So they have been prone to dropping points at home, but not losing games at home. Only the one loss so far. That was to Columbus. Crew. Um, Chicago is sitting at eight, seven and eight winning record. Uh, they have scored 31 goals. They have conceded 31 goals. So um, not one of the higher scoring teams in the league, uh, but not too far behind Orlando. Orlando has 34 and uh, Orlando has conceded 28. So again, not too terribly far behind. These are fairly evenly matched teams. Chicago's playing at home. They've been good at home. As you mentioned, they were one of the hottest teams in the league prior to the break. Um, whether or not the break cooled them off or not, couldn't say. But here's the way I'm looking at this game. I think the key matchup for me is going to be how it normally is when you play Chicago, which is take care of the midfield. Chicago's got a couple of guys that can hurt you from there. And of course, if you can if you can take the midfielders, the, the service providers out of play, then you don't have to worry as much about the Kai Kamaras and the Casper Shabilkos. So um, I think mm-hmm. it starts with stopping uh, Shirdi, uh, Shakiri. Uh, Jordan Shakiri um, and uh, a very underrated midfielder, Brian Gutierrez. Those are the two guys you got to stop. And uh, if you do that and keep them quiet, it keeps them from playing provider for Kamara and Shabilko and Fabian Herbers. Uh, so that's my key matchup. Uh, can you keep the midfield quiet? And when you got a Wilder Cartagena and you got a Cesar Araujo and you, you may finally have a junior Urso coming in to spell one of them. Uh, you've got the means to do it. Mm-hmm. I am going to say that the Chicago fire will uh, be tough to beat at home and they will be a team that, um, you know, they're, they're going to be able to score a goal or two. And yet I think Orlando can score a goal or two. I'm going to say two, two draw. Uh, this yeah. will, this would be the seventh home draw for the fire on the season. If that happens, and um, considering how good they've been at home um, and the fact that they won't gain any ground on Orlando, that's not a bad road result. No, not at all. And uh, if if Orlando can score two goals, um, you'll feel pretty good about them coming back out of the break, even if they're giving up two. Yeah, so that's uh, that's it. So we will have to come back next week and see how we did on our predictions. We will have to see how uh, we, uh, we fared as far as... Uh, how many goals and how many goals conceded and, and what the, what the keys to that match actually are. So uh, we'll, we'll check our progress, check our work. Uh, It usually is not great, (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes we do. Okay. We've actually done a decent job sometimes of, of hitting on the score this year. Uh, You know, we had a good, uh, we had a good June and, and early July. Okay. Um, and then we fell back off after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, in our most recent game, we added a correct score prediction and a correct situation description. <laughs> yes, you did. You're absolutely right. So I'm going for two in a row, Dave. Oh, that's dangerous. Trying to get a streak going. All right. That's going to do it for this episode, Dave, unless you have other things to talk about. The only other thing I'd want to mention is maybe... The listeners, if they haven't already, might want to sign up for the mainland's buy me a coffee because that's something that I know I enjoy because, and I, I thought of it because the newsletter dropped today, mm-hmm. the uproar, and 
some great uh some great stuff in there today uh from uh you and our own nick josie um you know about you know we spoke about junior urso just now and also you know we're coming into that home stretch uh you know a little bit extra uh on all that plus this upcoming chicago match so there there's extra stuff in there that you, you don't get you don't get it on this podcast. You don't get it on the regular site. You got to be on the, uh, you got to be a member on through the buy me a coffee to get this stuff. Yep. And my favorite parts are that you get to at a glance, see where all the teams are playing, uh, the, in the upcoming week where, you know, mm-hmm. what, uh, what the broadcast situation is for those games. You get to see who's having a birthday this week. You also get to look back into history of the pride and Orlando city and, and get to relive some of those classic moments in the club's history. So, um, and it, it's been a little rough picking them the last few weeks because these are two teams that have not traditionally done well in the summer months. Uh, they've been doing, <laughs> yeah. doing a little bit better in the summer months this year. Uh, so that's good. We'll have some, some fodder for, for moving forward, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to pick out those old games and and relive those, those old wins, the magic, the first goals, the first uh, appearances by certain players and that kind of thing. The, the history of the club is cool to to you know discuss and to to read about. So uh, that's just one of the extras you get if you go to buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland. Make sure you spell main M-A-N-E. So buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland. See what you get. There's three different levels. One of them might be right for you. You give it a try. If you don't like it, cancel. But if you do like it, you know, continue on as long as you like or even upgrade. That's fine. Uh, we are trying to give you some um some extra value and some extra perks. Uh, one of the things you can do at certain levels is to sit in on these uh, podcasts with me and Dave. You can you can see us flub our lines. You can uh, you can get the warts and all view with, before any editing's done or any uh, anything's uh, put together. So sometimes you might see us do the third part of the show and then the f- second part and then the first part. You never know how it's going to go. It, all, it depends on a, a lot of different factors. Uh, if you are a um, designated player. Sorry, I had a frozen brain there for a minute. Your designated player level at for just two months, you get to commission a podcast about any subject you choose. Yeah. So, like, if you're David Victor and you do this and you want to talk about Doctor Who, we could have a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of different things you can do. A lot of different ways you can go. You can join us for our watch parties. I think we're going to do the Ted Lasso finale or possibly the Ted Lasso premiere haven't uh, made up a final decision on that. So that this quarter, uh, if you get in, you can do the watch party with us and uh, we all just basically hang on zoom together and watch the show together. Uh, we've also uh, done replays of games before in the past. We last quarter, we did the win over Miami on the road. That was fun to relive uh, with not just, not just uh, other subscribers but also members of the mainland staff so uh it's fun yeah it's it's worth it give it a shot all right dave that's gonna do it uh that's gonna put a bow on episode 369 thank you for everyone who listened read our stuff at the mainland.com follow the mainland on twitter at the mainland follow dave on twitter at mainland dave follow me at mainland michael and you can follow our pride podcast at scoperp soccer So all those things you can do, you can like us on Facebook and make sure you're subscribed to this podcast that you download it every week. 
Give us a five-star rating and review. We would love it. And if it's on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the next show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week, back to our regular schedule with two shows. And the only thing left for us to do now is to say, Go City! <laughs>